Now, in the last few years, Australian businesses have accelerated their digital transformation strategies by adopting cloud solutions, deploying IoT devices, strengthening their security posture. We've seen organisations provide greater value back to their customers and workers. But the challenge that industries have faced is that there's been no secure or standard way for businesses to share data. This can slow growth or devalue a rich data source. Farmers, logistic operators, retailers, they all run complex operations and digital solutions are well embedded in their businesses. But in order for these collective industries to grow and truly maximise their data investments, they need to start sharing that data up and down the value chain. Well, today we're going to examine how Telstra, industry leaders and technology experts have come together to try and create a transparent, resilient supply chain, maximising the potential of the data that various players may have. Joining me from Telstra are John Young-Flores and Lenka Bednarikova. Welcome to Telstra Behind the Mic. Thanks, Adam. Great to be here. John, start with yourself. You're a guest on the podcast before, but for people who might have missed that, explain to us where you fit into Telstra. Yeah, thanks. So um, I'm part of uh, Telstra Enterprise. I'm I'm the uh, industry executive for agriculture, supply chain, and retail. And uh, what that means is I work with the business uh, to bring together the best of the products and services that we've got, and then also with the partners that we work with and put that together into something that actually resonates and that our customers would want to um, would want to buy from us. And Lenka, what about yourself? Well, I fit into the beautiful world of Telstra Purple. Mm-hmm. For those ones who have never heard of Telstra Purple, it's Australia's best-kept secret. It's a Telstra's technology services arm. There are some over 2,000 of us technology experts in design, dev data cloud, IoT security, simply anything you need for a digital transformation at scale. And my current role is leading the IoT portfolio, transitioning into leading the data and AI practice. And people will see why you're both perfectly suited to discuss the topics we've got at hand today. I'll start with you, John. The last time we spoke, we talked about the power of of data sharing and specifically how data sharing can give organisations a huge number of capabilities to deliver better outcomes to customers and participants all along one of your passions, the supply chain. In some ways, it feels like industries have been talking about this in principle for quite some time, but perhaps the the velocity of actual movement hasn't been as great. Is that correct? And if so, where where are the blockers? What's causing any holdup that you're observing? Yeah, you're right, Adam. Look, data sharing, like you said, it's not a new concept, uh, uh, and it's been around for for quite a long time. Um, I think most businesses would be well aware of the fact that, or the hypothesis, I would say, that data sharing should create value. I think where they get stuck, though, is in the translating the hypothesis into reality. And then also, if you think of the hot topic that security and data security plays in um, in, in Australia at the moment, um, I, I think you get into this inflection point in that organizations probably don't feel very comfortable with the thought of sharing data. Uh, and, and especially if and, and especially sharing that data beyond their organization, right? And and so so understanding the security posture um, of of what the people they're working alongside with would be creates an understandable nervousness. And and then we also hear that some of these businesses don't want to actually put their data into another data center or potentially have their data sitting in a in a with a third party. And um, and potentially even the, the the concept of someone else taking ownership of their data, 
And um, in fact, someone in our someone someone in our team has this great analogy that says that a lot of people think that data is like the new oil, but but you know, in fact, data is like sand. And and what we mean by that is, if you don't know what to do with it, it's just going to fall through your hands. And uh, and 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 this reluctance of people to share data is really that 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 kind of that analogy coming to life. So so for us. The, con- the, the, the security concerns, and then also the fact that there's very little standards in place. And what we mean by that is people are using a bunch of different tools, systems, protocols, data nomenclatures, and uh, there's no single platform, there's no single process, uh, there's no kind of congruency across not just that particular organization, but if you think of them as being part of a longer value chain, it, it gets pretty hard for them to understand how do I realize that hypothesis of, of, creating, of creating value through data sharing? Lenka, what are your sort of introductory thoughts on this topic area? Well, of course, I agree with everything that uh, John, John has outlined already. And just, just adding to it, with traceability across businesses, there's this misconception that new investments need to be made um, to existing digital stacks. Things such as new sensors, new data models, platforms, processes, and so on. Simply businesses think that they need to invest, but that is not necessarily true. Our work with customers has shown that businesses often have the data that are necessary to add value across the supply chain. However, the problem often is that the data is either siloed, not usable, because it's in, in such a state that it's simply not, we cannot derive value out of it, or just not being used in ways that can start driving value across industries. We often find that organizations don't know what they don't know. That's fair, you know, duh. And that the value of data isn't used to its full potential. So for, for instance, you can consider the stats from IBM. They show that in an average factory, there is some one terabyte, terabyte data produced daily. But less than 1% of that is actually analyzed and derived value from. That is a lot of value that's left on the table, you know. So in fact, clients often approach us with this challenge saying, we know we have data, but we don't know what to do with it and how to derive business value out of it. And that's, of course, our sweet spot. We go and help them work it all out. John Link has mentioned traceability there, and it's an interesting one because from what I understand, over the last few months, you've been working on a, a traceability solution that not only might help with some of these challenges, but in some ways revisits the whole concept of traceability. For people who don't know, what is traceability and what have you done in that space? Yeah, look, traceability kind of simply put means how can you prove that a product that left from its point of departure or from its point of, of inception, be it be it a, a, a piece of fruit, be it a, a, a piece of protein, either fish or meat or whatever, how can you prove that that is in fact what got to the other end? And, uh, and um, it's, it's a great way of being able to quantify the value of the product because, you know, if you're a premium product, you want to make sure that that product is, in fact, what the customer is buying. And, uh, and, 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 um, and, and it really helps to provide clarity, not just from the point of conception to the point of, 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 uh, of arrival, but also the various points and, and where it touches and where it goes through across the, the supply chain. Um, uh, like you've said, we've been we've been talking about traceability and trying to figure out how do we um, how can we turn this into something that actually makes sense and that the industry would want to use. And what we did first, though, and, and something that's really important about about data sharing and how data sharing links to traceability is you need to create something 
that incentivizes all of the people that operate in the value chain to want to play in this new tool or this new solution or for, for the sake of this conversation, it, for, for traceability. And, and the only way that we figured out that we could actually do that was by focusing not on the technology first, but, but on actually what was this going to help? How was traceability going, going to help all of the people in the value chain, right? How is it going to help the farmer? How is it going to help the processor? How is it going to help the supply chain person? And how is it going to help the retailer? And, and, and in doing that, you, 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 really, you really kind of flip the concept of traceability on its head. Show the value first, and then that gives us the right to go in and have a conversation with the customer, right? So like we've said, we've created this, you know, we've spoken about this a couple of times, uh, Adam, with you. We've created this data sharing platform, and, and we call it the Telstra Data Hub. And, 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 and you know, the, the summary of it is, you create a platform that can capture data, that can capture data from sensors, from public or private databases. It's a platform that kind of ensures that the data is standardized regardless of the formats and regardless of the, 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 the lack of standardized uh, uh, um, formats that we were talking about before. It puts it all together into something that is homogeneous. And then at the same time, it, 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 it creates a space where the analysis of the data can be performed by multiple parties to, to, to generate insights. So the core benefit of this or the core outcome, outcome of using the, the, the platform uh, uh, for the sake of traceability is let's say you're a farmer and you want to, like I've said before, you, you want to socialize the quality of your produce. You can use this platform to share the data across the value chain so that at every point consumers can see where the product came from, where it's going, and uh, and and how long it's been in, in 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 transit. So so this would be pretty handy information if you're trying to not just optimize operations. So so not talking just about what the end consumer wants, which is you want to know where your strawberries came from and you want to know if they're still fresh. But also if you're if you're if you're the operator or the supply chain person, you're trying to figure out how can I make sure that that product is getting to the end destination as quickly and as freshly as possible. And that's how we start to uncover and and and, and try to find value across across the uh, the value chain for traceability. So, Linka, when, when, when John explains it that way, something like Telstra Data Hub makes complete sense, but we've already, we've already spotted this potential issue around data and nervousness around security, ownership, controls. How does a platform like Telstra Data Hub function in a way that deals with those concerns people all up and down the supply chain may have? You're right, Adam. The current climate has heightened the hesitancy to share data. Absolutely, absolutely spot on. We have been focused on working with businesses to understand objectives and, and of course, relevant challenges and which data sets can help solve those challenges and accelerate the business's growth in a very secured and controlled way. Well, security then had to be built into the DNA of our network. And when we develop Data Hub, we, we put security front and center of, of, of everything the, the Data Hub platform does. In fact, it's built on Microsoft Azure Cloud. It takes advantage of its security capabilities. Then it combined with our network security layer. We have a pretty pretty robust system in place for the benefit of our clients, of course. And we also needed to consider data integrity, as you could imagine. And how do we do how do we know the data that's being shared actually comes from where it's supposed to come from? And it hasn't been anyhow compromised on the journey. Then of course the, the of course, the data ownership is also a big consideration. We did challenge ourselves internally, asking ourselves who will own the data? And the answer is 
manuals were very clear. We have no intention of taking ownership of user-generated data. What is yours is yours. You keep it. This worth mentioning, we've been partnering with IBM. Their experience in building these kind of connections with blockchains shows where the data is coming from and, and the traceability is built on that. So supply chain can see where, how, who uh, provides the data within, within the whole ecosystem. It's also worth mentioning that we observe lots of companies saying, hey, data is mine, but they don't do anything with it, which is ultimately a waste and diminishes the value of the data. I do think that democratizing that data can really unlock a huge amount of growth and opportunity. We, we first spoke about this last year, John, at Telstra Vantage, and you gave me a great case study. And I love hearing about when these things are applied in the real world. Some work you'd done with the Western Rock Lobster. John, walk, walk us through that experiment and what you were aiming to achieve there. Well, like you said, it's been an incredibly busy few months, and I can see that a dog is really excited about this, by the way. <laughs> so uh, it's been a really, really, really busy few months on this. And and I think that, look, uh, you, if you're not having fun while doing this, it, it, it kind of defeats the purpose of why, you, you, why you'd want to do this. So, so like you said, um, we, we've been trying to find the right experiment to prove the concept of what Lenka just said right now, right? Which is what happens when you democratize the data? What happens when you create an environment in which people want to co-op, want to collaborate and use the data to generate value? And, and, and we found a, a, a really willing and, uh, and quite kind of uh, uh, tech, tech forward thinking par uh, uh, partner uh, with the Western Rock Lobster Association. Effectively, what we did was we proved through, um, uh, that, you know, I mean, so if you take a sidestep, uh, uh, rock lobsters are one of the most, uh, are, 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 is one of the most uh, uh, value added uh, exports that we have. So, so few things command a higher price than rock lobsters per kilo. And, uh, and um, it, it's a very hot market, right? So rock lobsters sell for a lot of money in Asia, for a lot of money in Asia. So, so, so they have, because of that, they, have, they already had a really rich data set that was in a very good condition, which allowed us to come in and start to have a look at the data set and try to understand how could we do a hypothetical solution for uh, using traceability. And like Lenka said, this was uh, an experiment that we did alongside IBM who brought their uh, uh, a solution they call BTS, which is, which is powered by their blockchain, their blockchain experience. Um, it was a lot more than just looking at data though, Adam, and this is where the team really got to have a, a lot of fun. It was sitting down and talking to the fishers, sitting down and talking to the, 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 the processors and sitting down and talking to the cold, cold logistics operators about the possibility that could happen if we built something for them. And in essence, what we got to was a solution that we knew could reduce operational costs, reduce processing times, and get rid of bottlenecks in the process, improve visibility for regulators, and remove, remove manual processing and kind of paper filling and all of this, and maybe even reduce fuel wastage. And I'll give you a really kind of, kind of I'll try to be really brief on this. So if you're a fisher, and you're docking into a into your port. Imagine you've got an iPad-like uh, uh, um, form in which you enter your information. You know your stuff really well, so you can already grade the quality of your of your lobster, and you weigh it there on the boat. Uh, as soon as you get to 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 a mobile reception area before you get to the port, this information gets all shared in a live manner in the data platform that we've talk, spoken about, the data hub. And if Lenka is a processor. 
and she's a processor that's two ports north or south from where you usually dock, she would immediately get the information, completely anonymized. She would just say, hey, someone is showing up with X tons of A-grade rock lobster into this port that's a, that's a couple of ports north from where you are. Um, are you interested? And Lenka is saying, wow, I've got, uh, no, I've got no, no product coming through my plant for the rest of the day. So it's more expensive for me to shut it down and start it up again tomorrow than it would be for me to offer Lenka a little bit more money per kilo to convince her to come down to my port so that I can pick it as soon as it gets to the, to the port and I can process it immediately. So in, 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 in just that simple transaction, as a processor, Lenka has been able to kind of save the money that it would come from shutting your, shutting your factory down and then starting it up again tomorrow. She's also able to process something that's going to be a lot fresher. And, uh, and the value from giving a little bit of extra money to Lenka, sorry, to you, Adam, as the fisher, is worth more than the money that she would lose from not running her operation. And then you, obviously, as a fisher, well, you're going to come in at a much higher price because this is a perishable product that you want to be able to get through the value chain as quickly as possible. And, uh, and uh, you've now commanded a higher price for something that you would have otherwise if you'd gotten to the port that you normally go to. And these are the things that we were able to solve for. But more importantly, going back to that first point, Adam, you can't put technology in front of a business problem. You have to figure out what it is that you're solving for. And you have to figure out how that's going to create value for the people that are going to use the solution before the technology comes. And in doing so, we got really excited because we were able to put ticks next to all the things that we wanted to do, and more importantly, get the industry on board and say, if this gets built, we would absolutely use it. So, Lenka, to you now, I mean, John's explained the Telstra Data Hub. It sounds like tremendous technology, but the reality is, as he says, you've got to take it and make it work in the real world. What, what role does Telstra Purple play in fashioning a, a scheme like this? I, that's so, so spot on, Adam. You know, technology is only as good as what people make out of it, so you can have the best shiny technology in the world. But if we don't apply the technology on the right problems, we will never derive the right value out of it. So what, what Purple are super good at uh, is the discovery, the human-centered approach of discovering what the true problem is, what, what our clients' business problems are, frame those problems in the right way, and identifying the right solutions and approaches to create the maximum business impact. And we have really capable uh, strategists, both designers, so we, we call it a strategic design, the kind of a human-centered uh, approach to discovery, combine the power of these strategists with our technologists, the cross-capability from data, dev, IoT, security, you, you name it, working together with the clients, swarming around their problems and helping them identify the right solution, which is, again, technology agnostic. Our solutions are technology agnostic. Of course, we love Data Hub, but if Data Hub is simply not the best solution for the client, we would not counsel the client towards it. As you can imagine, with a, with a such powerful platform, there are not many problems that it cannot solve within the supply chain. But again, for, for Telstra Purple, the, the utter mantra is we look at the problem, and based on the problem, we provide a solution. And John, with your agribusiness hat on, you'd be pretty excited about the work you've been doing recently with Charles Sturt University, testing the data hub in their farm up operations. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, look, that's actually a, a, a really exciting partnership we've got going on there, Adam. So like you've said, 
CSU have a, have a, a deep interest in ag. They're probably one of the leading universities in the region investing in, uh, in ag education. And they've also got a great presence in rural and regional Australia, same as we do. Um, they've got this amazing 2,000 hectare operation in their Wagga Wagga campus in New South Wales, which is just a, a full digital operation. It is a 100% a, a working and operational farm. But what they've done is they've brought in as much IoT uh, technology as they can that's linked to their operations. And really, they've created almost like a live experiment in which they will test and use anything that creates, generates, garners, uh, automates data or anything that has to do with the digital operation. They've got it there. So we've been talking with the industry about trying to find ways in which we could prove everything that Lenka and I have been talking to you about, about what the data hub could do. So they, um, uh, like you said, we signed a partnership with them and, and we've deployed there a very, very kind of small instance of the data hub, which effectively helps us prove the experiment or prove the hypothesis of what happens when you bring together a number of disparate data sources that are potentially sitting in different silos. Uh, um, this is this is really interesting and really important for us because data is going to change the way people operate farms and data is going to change the way on how that's going to flow up into retailers, supply chains, and kind of not just the value chain we've been talking about, but also construction and a bunch of other different industries. So it's really important to be able to show a live instance and a live example on how something like a data platform like the Data Hub can do to show someone and say, hey, if you want to actually see what this is doing, go and talk to the people at CSU. So, so how CSU is using it right now is they've got some amazing PhD students that are trying to solve for experiments in, in agriculture. And um, I know for a fact that uh, one of the first experiments that's going to roll out now that the Data Hub is there on their digital farm is they're working on being able to prove how different types of fertilizer can increase or impact the yield of crops. And what they're doing is they're using, a, they're looking at uh, soil um, IoT sensors, they're looking at yield data, they're, they're looking at weather data, and a bunch of other different kind of sources to pull together uh, a proof point that helps a PhD student, in this case, be able to prove, um, you know, some, some, some document that they're trying to create, which is super exciting for us. This is a really interesting conversation to have, Lenka, because some people listening wouldn't traditionally associate Telstra with data analytics, would they? What, what, what do you say about your, your strength in this space? Mm, you're right that I'm absolutely, we're not traditionally known for data analytics, yet we've got a lot of experience in, the, in this space and data capability has been an essential part of how we've been delivering value to our clients over the past few years. In fact, we made some significant acquisitions over the last few years within Telstra Purple. And to strengthen our data capability even further, Telstra has recently formed a joint venture with Quantium. Quantium are probably lots of people know they are advanced analytics consultancy with some thousand strong workforce in data analytics, data science. And of course, this um this joint venture, it's um it's already delivering great value to our clients. We call this joint venture lovingly. QTJV, Quantum Telstra Joint Venture. I do think we really need to come up with something more sexy, don't we? <laughs> um, of course, their experience, Quantum experience and expertise in uh, advanced analytics, such as AI and ML, artificial intelligence and machine learning, is already helping to deliver us great value to our customers, not only in supply chain, but pretty much every other 
industry, which has been really phenomenal to observe. So, John, in wrapping this up, what, what's next in this space for Telstra? Look, um, so for us, I know we've we've we spent a lot of time, and rightly so, in agriculture, which has become we, which has become the, the the area of focus at the moment. And uh, but we know that developing these kind of discussions and evolving them into something that's actually real takes time, right? And we spoke at the beginning about the hesitancy that people have to do this. And the natural conversation you have to walk people through to help them understand that this is safe, that this is secure, that this is scalable, and that this can create value for them, right? So, so the industry, not not. I mean, it's, this is not to talk ill about about the agricultural industry because they really are at the at the bleeding edge of digitizing themselves, and and we you know we want to help them on that journey. But it's a challenging space, right? It's a highly fragmented one, and and uh, and and one that you need to navigate patiently and purposely. So, so, so whilst we're doing that, we're continuing to work with other industries as well, like specifically touching on, on supply chain, specifically touching on retail, but also if you think end to end value chain and you think of the fact that, you know, uh, carbon and sustainability, carbon farming or carbon reduction and sustainability is really important and that there's uh, finance and insurance institutions that will have a keen interest of being able to make sure that the places that they're lending money to are are reducing carbon and 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 being sustainable practices. Data has a big a, a big role to play in that. So 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 for us, we're starting to mature our thinking about how we can help other industries come together into a really a, a, a true kind of data fabric that permeates the entire Australian economy. Right. So 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 that's a lot of talking. So for us, if 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 you ask me what's next, is we know that the art of what's possible is real. We've taken this concept beyond where we thought it would go, and and we're actually starting to see it have impact. Right, it's having impact with PhD students in CSU, uh, in Wagga. It's having impacts with 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 the um, Western Rock Lobster Association and potentially what they could do with the exporting of their products. And you know, I've mentioned it already that this potentially can create value for the concept of green loans or. Or improving, you know, uh, 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 or creating value through traceability. So, really, what's next? If if this is something that sounds that sounds that is of interest to you or your organization, or if this is something that you think you could contribute to, or if you're a technology partner that you think you've have you have a right to play or a conversation you want to have, well, just just get in touch with us, right? For 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 us, this is very much not a just Telstra discussion. This is a, a, an ecosystem discussion and we need to talk to other people that have an interest in this and we want to talk to our technology pl- pl- partners and we want to figure out ways in which we co- can collaborate ultimately to deliver value to the people that are at, um, at, the, at the coal face of this, right? So, so, so for us, it's, it's, uh, it's something that's going to take some time, but, but the sooner we start the conversation and the sooner people get on board, I think the, the, the sooner we can get to value. So so that's really where we're at right now, Adam. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed today's conversation, unleashing data, the power of data, to create a faster, more resilient and, and value-enhanced supply chain. It's been a fascinating chat. Thank you so much for joining us on Telstra Behind the Mic, John Young-Flores and Lenka Benarikova. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Pleasure on mine.